everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. And I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 124. And today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost. Season 2, episode 8. Titled, Drug Related. (sighs) The description reads... Davis advises Tariq on the best way to protect himself against Jenny. In sex, he questions what lines David crossed in doing so. Carrie realizes her own actions have put her students in harm's way. So you know how we do over here. We about to get into it. We about to break this shit down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform. I'm going to go ahead and give y'all my rating now, 1 out of 10. I'm going to do a 7. I will definitely tell y'all why it's not an 8 or a 9 or a 10. It was a fire episode. I'm going to tell you why I'm going to rate it a 7. You'll see. You'll see. Sit back and enjoy. And happy Sunday, by the way. And if you need to hit me up, find me on Facebook, Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. Email, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special requests for anything you would like for me to recap. It could be a movie, a documentary, a TV show, or a music album. Hit me up on either one of those platforms. Give me a few days to get back to you, and then I'll get your recap out for your request. So on that note, let's just go ahead and get into this show and talk power book to ghost drug related baby name is Shanice and she's the one her name is Shanice and she's the one Shout out to 50 Cent, shout out to Courtney Kemp, shout out to the entire cast and crew of the Power Universe, y'all all all doing y'all damn thing, and acting y'all asses off, all of y'all deserve some awards and some great acting in these shows, so y'all know we support everything 50 do, Courtney Kemp, and when she released her, one of the reasons why I might rate this a seven is because when she day out I, I told y'all i watch every live tuesday she do when she break down you know behind the scenes of you know why she wrote it this way or how the characters was developed and all of that you know she break it down and she break down what to expect and she had me so geeked up for this episode and it was fire but it was a couple things i just couldn't stand and we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it so it opens up in a courtroom. We get Jenny giving in her opening speech about how Tariq St. Patrick, he's guilty. He's guilty of a double murder. And his defense team is going to try to say, you know, you know, they're going to try to do the race thing, say he's a young black kid being framed and, you know, all of this stuff caught up in the system. So, uh, 
sex is like, looks like she knows what you're going to do. And he like, well, what did you warn her I was going to do? So, you know, our boy, Davis McClain, he gets up next and he like, you know what? I'm not even going there. I'm going to state the facts. He get to speaking about, you know, how Tariq is a straight A student, a tutor, trying to get custody of his sister. So then Jenny gets up and she mentions that they have a recording. And this is the first time the defense team is hearing about this recording. Well, Sachs already knows a little bit about it. But, you know, Davis is like, we had no previous knowledge of this recording. And then she like, well, we got the recording approved that Tariq knew prior knowledge that Jabari was going to write a book about him. And we only kept it a secret to now because of my, um, you know, witnesses protection. So Davis talks to the judge. He agrees to let the defense hear the recording. And we go into the next scene and we see Braden and Effie. They go to one of Braden's old suppliers, some weird ass looking dude named Sweaty. And Effie, they they joking around and stuff. Effie all business. She she samples the look. She like, this is some bullshit. Our our uh clientele requires expensive taste. So that deal don't go through. We get into the next scene and we go back to court and Tariq meets up with Daniel Warren, the lawyer over Ghost's trust. And he informs him like, yo pops, he was 10 steps ahead of the game. He said, if you know anything ever happened to everybody in the family, that Yaz was to be adopted and her last name is to be changed. The adoption records to be sealed for her protection. And you know, now the family that she's staying with wants to adopt her. Now, for OG Power fans, they might be like, Ghost wouldn't have did all of that. But if you go back to the last few episodes before Ghost was shot, Ghost was on, not 10, he was on 20. Ghost was feeling himself. And then he was getting a lot of affairs in order because he was going into politics. Remember, Tariq was out of control. He was trying to get him to turn himself in for Ray Ray. So Ghost would have absolutely done this. Remember, he had cut Tasha off. He was pissed around that time because that's when he found out Tasha was helping Tariq hustle. So this is absolutely something Ghost would have did. If you go back and you watch the last few episodes before Ghost was shot, his whole demeanor changed when he got with the Ramona chick, when he pushed Tate out of the way to go and run as governor. This is absolutely something he would have did because he was pissed at Tasha. He was already talking about taking Yaz away from Tasha and he had had it with Tariq. So, you know, Tariq kind of, he like, so he really had all this planned out, huh? So we get into the next scene, right? Davis comes up next and he like, who the fuck has a recording on you, Tariq? He like, I don't know. I've been staying out the way like you said. I ain't been talking to nobody. Tariq, you've been running your damn mouth. You've been telling everybody <laughs> you didn't talk to you didn't talk to Tamika. You didn't talk to Effie. You didn't talk to Bray. You didn't you've been running your mouth, Tariq. So, you know, Davis like, look, we gonna figure that out, but the most important thing we need to figure out is how you're going to pay me my money tomorrow. Because if you don't, your ass is going to be fired and then you're, you're going to need a court-appointed lawyer. So we get into the next scene 
Monet, she goes into to Diana's room and, you know, ask her, like, where's Drew and Lorenzo at? Diana, like, I don't know. They don't tell me nothing. So she tell her, like, look, you, you've been sneaking behind my back, but me and you really need to stick together. So if you do hear anything, you know, that your dad is talking about or planning on, you need to let me know. And maybe I will find a way to trust you again. But as she's saying that, her phone is blowing up. So Diana, like, oh, well, well let's start the trust thing now. Who was that? And she's like, if you must know, <laughs> it's Zeke's agent. So, <clears throat> you know, Diana don't believe that shit. So, <clears throat> you know, her phone gets to blowing up. She goes in the back, answers the phone. But we know private investigator Diana gone ear hustle. She shouldn't even want to be in a damn drug game. She should, should just go to school and open up her own damn private investigator company, okay? And she listens at the door. She hears Monet telling Dante, a.k.a. Mecca, I'm not the same broke bitch you knew from back in the day. I don't play. So Diana putting everything together because she remember, you know, Zeke said last last week, this this Rick Fox looking dude named Dante said he was my daddy. Then she seen D in the calling Monet last week. So, you know, she putting it all together. And Mecca at home, he looking stressed. Mecca looking stressed. He looking at that damn ring. It's a nice ass blue diamond ring, by the way. Like he ready to propose. And with Monet, you know, shutting him out, it has put Mecca just all over the place. Um child. We get into the next scene. Now, Lauren and her parents, they meet up with Jenny about testifying at Tariq's trial. Now, I've been wondering, <clears throat> like, when is they going to bring in her parents? You know, her parents can probably, you know, fight this or something. Like, I mean, we ain't putting my daughter on the stand. This was so unethical and how this was done. But by my surprise, the parents' attitude was just like when you were caught with drugs in your room you're gonna testify even a mama like and then you ran off with that boy who killed that attractive professor and i'm like bitch ain't your husband right there child i, I wasn't feeling the parents you know so we get into the next scene and <sighs> this scene was so damn funny child Diana get on her P.I. shit. She go in Monet room. She opening up drawers and shit. She looking through shoe boxes and shit. Diana on her P.I. shit, baby. And she going through every drawer, everything. <sighs> she stumbles across that old Bible. And if you were old school, you watch the old school dramatic soap operas and stuff. Every time it was a baby that came out, the secret came out. It's always that damn old school Bible that a picture or something is in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Go back and watch old shows and a secret about a baby coming out back in the day. It's always in a Bible. 
Wilmington Regional Hospital. She finds the picture of baby Ezekiel Cross in the book of Ezekiel <laughs> chapter. She goes looking for that damn birth certificate. She gets to making calls. And she like, yeah, 2002. And she like, what? What year? <laughs> so we get into the next scene. We get the crew, the baby crew, you know, baby ghost, a.k.a. Tariq, baby junior Tommy, a.k.a. Brayden, and, and, you know, baby girl Tasha, a.k.a. Effie. We get that look, the little junior crew. They meet up and they need more product. You know, old, the old dude sweaty that was stepped on, they need more product. Mecca didn't cut off supply. So Tariq, he get in his inner ghost and he like, I got a plan, but we definitely gonna need the Tejadas for this one. So we get into the next scene. Tariq calls Monet while her and Kane is going back and forth about getting money for Davis. And they out of supply. So everybody needs supply. Everybody need money to pay Davis. So, you know, they make a plan to meet up because to recall and, you know, you know how Kane is, man, leave that kid alone. But they all need each other. And Davis, he getting paid off of all of their ass. Straight Wu-Tang style. Cash rules everything around me. Look, the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We get, they all meet up and set up the heist on the plug. They even come up with a way to bring Drew in with guap head on a platter. They even come up with another way to distract nosy ass Diana. And they send Tariq on her. You got Kane flirting with Effie. That's going somewhere. I don't know where it's going, but if you go back to the previous episode, remember I said I said that one that didn't sit right with me because we can't trust Hurricane Effie as it is. And wait till she find out that Tariq took Diana virginity when she was like, "Well, how close am I going to be working with Kane?" Pay attention. I don't know what's going to come out of it, but it's going to be something with Kane and Effie. Not saying they're going to mess around, but it's going to be something. He sure was flirting his ass off, and we see that they're going to set up the heist. And Monet, like, you know what? I'm with it. So they all put a plan together and they're going to use GTD to do it, to keep their hands clean. But <clears throat> they got to uh, put Drew in. So they meet up with Drew and they get him on board after him and Kane call each other a couple of bitches. <laughs> that scene was kind of funny. And uh, <clears throat> they also come up with a plan because Monet, she's going to have to distract Lorenzo. So Tariq, he texts Diana. You know, you already know she texts right back. He like, will you go to court with me? And she like, oh, of course. Now, I'm not going to lie. Ain't nothing like, you know, being a young, dumb girl. And, you know, some nigga call and ask you to go to court with him. And you feel like, oh, you just so important. And I'm speaking from experience. Ain't nothing like being a dumb little girl at a court hearing with a nigga you think you're in love with. Anyway, um, we go into the next scene. And Davis and Tariq meet up in his office he tells him he like look the recording i have it but if i hit play i'm gonna be disbarred so you're not gonna catch me hitting play but i gotta you know i got a little reservation i need to make so the computer right there but if i hit you know he giving him the signal so he purposely leaves out to hit play and all he hears is lauren and it has that flashback and when he was running that damn mouth with that black eye and 
He storms out. Sax goes chasing after him to make sure he ain't finna go do anything St. Patrick-y. And, you know, he tells him, <laughs> he tells him, like, look, Tariq, it really wasn't even her fault. Ingram, he like, Carrie, Carrie has something to do with this. So that gets Tariq to thinking. So we get to the next scene. And, child, I can go without seeing Sax and Jenny in an intimate scene. This, they in there getting it on basically she ain't feeling him kissing all up on her she just want him to strictly lay the pipe and he seems to be catching feelings he tells her in so many words to wreak her the damn tape she goes into a panic putting him out and this fool don't know if he want to be a damn prosecutor or defense attorney sex go sit down somewhere so we get into the next scene we get a class session and the topic is truth. Now, this episode was getting so intense at this point, and I normally like the class scenes, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just skip class for today because we ain't trying to hear all this ethical shit today. <laughs> Let's get back and see what's going on because it was getting so intense. And in class, Tariq notices Lauren is missing. So, like I said, the topic is truth. So, Prashandria, you know, they get to doing a class discussion. And she's like, well, everybody lies sometime. And Carrie gets a call from Jenny. So, when she sneaks, you know, goes out to accept the call, Tariq sneaks out of the classroom. And uh, Carrie come back in there in a panic, like, I got a family emergency. She just leaves Tay Hank. <laughs> Tay looking so confused. And Prashandria like, now that bitch was lying right there. You know, lights get Keisha. Shout out to her. She doing her thing. And she always get them the funny one-liners. She is very necessary for this show. So we get into the next scene. And when Carrie shows up at um, Lauren's dorm room, Tariq is already in there looking like a damn sniper. He basically throws his little side threats at her in so many words and manipulates her dumb ass into taking the stand. She tries to even throw Lauren under the bus again. First, she want to act like she care about Lauren. Then she like, well, if you put me on the stand, I can prove that you had motive. Would you really want to do that for Lauren after what she did to you? What Biggie say? Somebody got to die. If I go, you got to go. Look, care. The streets need a body, and you know, we get into the next scene. Monet needs to get Lorenzo out the house so the heist can move as planned. They decide to go to Coney's because they haven't been there since 2009, so they kind of going down memory lane. He talking about the little outfit she had on back in the day, and you know, Diana, she like, I need to talk to you, and she like, <laughs> she like, what is it now, little girl? <laughs> And then she like, just forget it. And she like, where are you going anyway? To Zeke's game. And Monet like, mm-hmm. Now, like mother, like daughter. Soon as uh, Diana leave to go to Tariq's trial. Like two couch cushions, and she know my dick long. Like 
Monet gets snooping. She find them damn condoms and she pretty much know Diana then lost her virginity. So we get into the next scene. Carrie, she approaches Jenny and they put her basically on the stand and Davis rips her ass apart as he should. He like, you're tied to this case in so many ways. Didn't you have an intimate affair with Jabari Reynolds? Didn't you have a affair with Kevin Whitman? Didn't you have an affair with Ezekiel Cross, the second suspect, one of your students? Freaky Zeke. Didn't you have an affair with me, David McLean? Didn't you have an affair with Jerry? Number seven, looking over there, smiling. Child, she didn't slept with everybody. He rips her apart. He goes straight Johnny Cochran McLean on Carrie's ass. As he should. We get to the next scene, and Monet and Lorenzo go on a date to Coney Island. They just have a nice little talk, and he just asks her, like, be real, Mo, what is your next plan? you always been three steps ahead. And she like, right now, I'm just trying to be in a moment with you. So we get a nice little husband and wife date with them. But it goes into the next scene, and Mecca and Kane at the penthouse. Now, this clip was already released. Uh, they released three clips, so we've seen this scene. And the power went out, Mecca looking nervous, Mecca looking stressed. And I'm like, why are you talking to, to Chef like that? What's Chef do? Chef is loyal. He cussing Chef out like, <sighs> the power get out, they ready for war. He get a call, he know he being robbed. It's a lot going on. Kane put something in his ear like, you know, this seemed like this power shit. This seemed like something I did to GTD one time. So he putting it in his head that it could be GTD. They go ahead and they all dip off to go to the hangar. So then we go to the hangar. We get to the shootout. And, you know, you got the GTD crew. They've been sent in there and they get into a shootout with Mecca's crew. And, you know, one of Guap homies, he gets away with the product. So then it goes into the next scene in the car, and we see Brayden, Drew, Guap, and Effie with her little school uniform on child. And you got Guap in the background. Fuck, fuck, lost a, I lost another one of my homies, but we got the product. Guap is so goofy. He should have been dead a long time ago when he was on Instagram. But it begins. The heist begins. Brayden goes in there. He distracts the guy at the front desk acting like he's Zach Morris from Zach, from Say by the Bell Child. Effie distracts the security guard talking about her grandmother fell and can't get up. And then we get Drew and Guap. They walking up the stairs. Now, I'm not going to lie. Drew, his character is not one of my favorite characters on the show. 
but I liked it the scene. He was walking up them steps all calm and collected, bringing out his inner Michael Corleone from the Godfather because, you know, Courtney Kemp already said, like, that's what she's trying to put in him. Like, he really, he didn't want to be in a life, but he is definitely meant, you know, like, he he is a boss type dude. So, like, when he was walking up them steps, just being all calm and collective, Guap running his damn mouth in the backs, we surprised he didn't even have his Instagram talking about we on a heist, y'all. Look, child, I was feeling Drew walking up them steps like that. He just letting Guap run his mouth. But Drew so calm and collective, when he pulled that gun out, he taking too long with his speech. Guap got the fighting back. Guap didn't go down too easy, but we did get a dramatic strangling where he strangled life out of Guap ass. So by the Guap, by the Guap. We get into the next scene. And we see Mecca, Chef, and Kane. They make it to the hangar. Mecca's so irritated. You know, Chef just trying to give him an idea. Like, it looked like it could be GTD. Is that your expert opinion? Mecca, calm down. So he sends Chef back to the penthouse to get the guns. And he say he leave and he about to go hunting. So we get into the next scene. And Drew get into the house because Kane left the door unlocked. And he getting the money. He then also got the ring that was that's really his mama ring. He just don't know it. And when the chef gets back, this thing was so intense. And you know, Drew locked himself back in the rooms, and Mecca was loaded with all type of pistols, ammo. Mecca looked like he ready for fucking war. This was an intense scene. And Kane proved that he had his inner, you know, I am my brother's keeper. We can argue no matter what, but I am my brother's keeper, child. He act like he got that. When Diana called, he hit dismiss on that phone. He act like it was Mecca calling, and he took off to go save his brother. He was he distracted Chef. Drew snuck out with the shit. And Chef looking like, don't none of this make no sense today. And... Diana, she at home cooking dinner and she calling everybody like, where everybody at? Now, you know, she the investigator. She got to know everything. So she just, she just cooking and calling everybody. So Tariq, take, Tariq takes the ring to McLean after they, you know, get all the stuff from the robbery. And that basically that's McLean's payment, that damn expensive blue diamond ring. And we get to dinner time. Dinner is served. We all at the table for a nice family dinner. Kane gets to going on and on about Diana's cooking. Like, ain't no meat in here. <laughs> they all get to asking Diana questions about how she knows so much about Tariq's trial. She even mentions that the professor set him up and Zeke like, who, Carrie? I guess she can't take it no more. She just bust Kane out. She just bust Kane out. She like, Kane, he was the one who fucked up our whole supply. You know, when he swiped out the, uh, you know, the cocaina with the sugar. And to my surprise, Kane, he surprised me. He owned it like a damn man. He like, you know what? I did that shit. Yep, I did it. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Kane owned up to it And I respect it I respect it Kane owned up to it 
Monet, she put on another Oscar award performance. Kane, how could you do that? Now, Monet, no, Tariq told her a few episodes back that Kane did it, putting on that damn performance. Kane, like, yep, I did it. He even snitched on Drew. Like, now you see that. Well, you see why I need to be number one. He ain't even, you know, he ain't even took out Everett yet. Poor Zeke, listen there. He like, Everett, my teammate? For what? What? You know what? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Lorenzo, like, Drew, is that true? Everett is still with us? <sighs> this damn. T- <laughs> Ooh, baby. Diana, she busts out Monet for using Zeke as an exit plan. Soon as she say that, Monet, like, bitch, you got some nerve. <laughs> You been messing with Tariq, running up there like some damn groupie. Kane like, I knew you was going to let that nigga. <laughs> Diana's so frustrated. She like, and I ain't the only one who been fucking somebody I ain't supposed to. You fucking some dude named Dante. Child, Lorenzo like, who? Monet gets up to charge at her ass. Kane hold her back. I mean, this was the damn dinner of a dinner, child. And... <sighs> She like, let me clarify. Zeke's dad, Dante. Zeke like, that ain't my dad though, right, auntie? (laughs) Poor Zeke. Diana like, Zeke, for Jesus Christ, that's not your damn auntie. That's your mother. (laughs) You ain't even 19, you 23. You was not born in 2002. You was born in 1998. Monet. Monet like you little bitch Kane like so so he your oldest son not me I mean it was just a lot revealed at one dinner Zeke goes straight to the NCA regulations he like you done fucked up my draft and he walks out the room and I ain't never seen Monet with so much emotion out of the damn power you know whole season two season one all together each episode she put all her emotion into life she crying at the Zeke she love her she love her some Zeke she like don't go Zeke (laughs) baby Monet put on a performance right there she did not want her Zeke out of that house and you seeing how her other kids was looking at her like damn mama you ain't put that much emotion in me that's the golden child y'all so she pleased with Zeke not to go and Lorenzo is just stunned he didn't learn his daughter didn't lost his virginity he didn't learn that you know Kane he swiped the product he didn't learn that Drew didn't kill Everett he didn't learn that Monet had another baby who was supposed to be her nephew Lorenzo learned it all in five minutes and he just tells Monet like look I think you need to leave so she gets put out of the damn house leaving everybody looking stunned and Diana looking like (laughs) I don't even know. So we get into the next scene. And Monique, uh, Mecca, Chef, and Kane, they go to kill the rest of the GTD crew. So the whole GTD crew, that chapter is gone. They are all dead. And, you know, Chef, he's just sitting there, you know, he doing his job. And this is why I rated the episode of Seven, what pissed me off. Why did Mecca kill Chef? Why, why he do that? Mecca's supposed to be this uh this powerful guy. First of all, I didn't understand why he killed Nuff. 
Mecca smart. He knows Kane. He knows Kane set all this shit up. He know Kane knew who Tariq was. He killed enough a couple episodes back when he was just trying to be loyal and prove to him like boss. This dude know more than what he's saying. He just got with us. And Chef is supposed to be his day one, his number one assassin, whatever. What the fuck you kill Chef for? What Chef do? Shit. Piss me off. He just sliced Chef throat like that. R.I.P. to Chef. So we get to the next scene. Carrie gets a tech from Dean. His name Dean Juan. And he asking her to come into work early tomorrow. So she basically knows she fired. Because everything came out in a court hearing. And while she's doing that, Monet shows up looking for Zeke. And, you know, she just looked lost. Like, I lost my whole family tonight over a lie. Carrie's so damn stupid. She acting like, <laughs> she acting like they about to have girl talk and shit. Like a little sleepover and sh- uh, trade war stories. I lost everything too. My career. My this. My that. Monet like, look. If Zeke know he got you to come to, he, he ain't gonna, I ain't gonna never have my son back. Goes to the next scene. We got the baby crew. They link back up. Talk about how everything went down. Effie puts Brayden out. Tariq tells Effie that, you know, Vanessa Huxtable, she wore a wire. And Effie is like, I know you can trust her. She like, Tariq, you can't even be yourself around her. You got to put on a whole nother persona. And she gets to kissing him. And he like, hold on. I, I thought you weren't trying to be, you know, attached. She like, it's too late for that. Now, I've been saying we can't trust Effie, but Effie got some strong feelings for Tariq. So when she find out about Diana, baby, she going to turn into Hurricane Effie. They get it on again. Tariq been getting it on with all three of them all season, child. So we get into the next scene. And Zeke, poor, poor Zeke. He shows up at Carrie's apartment, and all we see is Carrie's feet dangling. Damn, Professor. It's been one hell of a day for Zeke. He done found out he not 19, he 23. He done found out his auntie is his mama. He done found out the dude Dante really is Dante, his daddy. And now, his professor, who he done fell in love with, all he sees is them feet dangling. And that was my recap for Power Book 2, Season 2, Episode 8, titled Drug Related. So let's go ahead and play the clip for Episode 9 that airs next week. I hope you guys enjoyed the recap. I don't know. When they, when they killed Chef, it irritated me. It just it just irritated me. I'm like, why did y'all kill Chef? You know, but it was it was a pretty fire episode. I can't wait to check out Courtney's uh live. It comes on. So if you guys are on Instagram, even if you're not on Instagram, she goes live about 5 p.m. every Tuesday. And it's always uploaded that night on Mark Dark's channel, uh Big Gold Media. I think they upload it too. Even Lamont Tyson. Shout out to Lamont Tyson. He uh uploads it as well. So they always upload it on YouTube. They all do recaps as well. They're all very great at it. Um, so check out her live and she breaks down a lot. It's very, very good. And I love listening to it, especially by, I've been writing my book. She gives so much inspiration to writers. Um, so go ahead and here is the recap for Power Book 2 Ghost, episode nine, and it's going to be titled, Uh, Fair 
<clears throat> a fair fight. What does Rashard Tate know about you that I don't? He's our next witness. Sorry about professional romantic. You don't actually think through anything. I need hard evidence against Tariq St. Patrick, and I need help. Can you understand how much is at stake? It's not always about you. I gave you a gun. Use it. Get revenge. He won't rest until he takes everything away from you. Strap up with your help. Damn. It look like that's going to be fire. I'm predicting that Lorenzo, all this shit didn't hit him at once. He is going to go crazy. And then his um his kids, they going to see the real Lorenzo. Lorenzo going to be looking for blood. And it's about to be him and Drew and Diana. I think Kane is going to end up leading more towards Monet. And then it's going to show, it showed a big shootout at the uh, park where it looked like it's going to be Zeke. Monet and Mecca and it's I don't know if it's gonna be Lorenzo or not but it's gonna be a big shootout and then also Tate is gonna be led to testify um as a witness so I don't know what's going on with that but you know whatever whenever they bring Tate in it's gonna be something interesting so that was my recap I'm about to enjoy this beautiful Sunday get out and go for a little walk and then come back and cook and then Go ahead and get into this novel. And it is January 23rd, 2022. So shout out to the beautiful Dorothy Burns. Happy birthday. And I love you. My grandmother It is her birthday today. Um, Let's go ahead and play a sleeper in Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father himself. And here is my sleeper because we are getting prepared for Power Book force so it's only right if we go ahead and play power powder respect 50 cent jeremiah and Lil dirk which power book force comes on february 6th can't wait Shout out to 50 Cent. Make sure y'all go stream that. Power, powder, respect. 50 Cent, Jeremiah, and LaDirk on all streaming services. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. I love you, podcast family. Thank you for your support as always. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. <laughs>